0: Right, let's shut up. Shut up. Shut
1: up. Let's stop. Stop. Stop talking. I want to do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Podcast.
0: Hello, and welcome to In the Pocket. My name's Johnny. And my name's Chris two totally average bass players and we're here to talk all about that bass as well as answering your questions at home each week we take a look at the latest news and break down some tones to give you lot the low down on the low end chris my friend um how have you been doing and what bass stuff have you been doing this week well i actually need to start this episode with a bit of a confession you want to buy a short scale no great thanks no
1: thank you see you next week uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I
0: have not played bass this week. That's offensive. I don't like that at all. Um, have you just been a busy boy, too much socialing, or have you lost your mind? Uh, all three. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm I'm actually racking my brain thinking what I even did this week. So it's Thursday now. Ooh, it's Thursday now, and then. Um, Uh, The last time I played bass was at a gig last Thursday. Yeah, I don't know why. I just, I mean, I had a a social weekend, and then just this week, the work I've needed to do has not involved playing a bass. It's been editing, emails, admin, invoicing, repping shows. Yeah, just no bass, which is strange. But I am playing bass tonight. I have a gig tonight. I was going to say, it's Thursday night. It's jam night. It's jam night, baby. Do you, do you, I don't know your thoughts on this, but I sometimes like to take a break from bass. I know, disgusting, I know. But the reason why is, so this is my job, like playing music is my main source of income. But sometimes I will then start to think, oh, right, I have to do this and I've got to do this. It turns into Mm. a chore, like a job.
0: Yeah. As soon as it turns into a chore, that's it. You know? exactly and I don't, i've I've been in bands before where that's happened, and as soon as that happens, you're just like hundred percent hundred percent, and I
1: don't want that to be the case, so what I do is when I start to have those feelings, I force a break on myself, and I have been feeling a bit bogged down in playing at the moment because there's been a lot of things I've had to do regarding playing a bass guitar that I don't necessarily
0: want to do I think it's healthy I think it's a and you can apply that to anything as well if you're getting sick of it or or you've hit a bit of a rut take a break yeah hell i've been in like a 15 year rut of playing the bass i still haven't got any better so maybe (laughs) i need to take a break (laughs) a
1: permanent Um, break
0: yeah yeah some would say um yeah no well i I hope tonight's gig goes well um i had a gig i actually had a gig um last weekend played teddy rocks festival you um, did. Yeah, it was amazing. Loved it. First ever gig playing with confetti cannons. <laughs> it was it was you incredible. You've made I it. know done. It, I mean it hurt that every band on the stage had it, you know, oh. like it wasn't just for us. Um but yeah, it was uh it was a really good feeling when it all kicks in. Um that was with uh just uh Not. The Nirvana uh, tribute uh, on like the tribute stage that they had there, amazing turnout, amazing sound. I had one of my favourite live bass tones I've had, um, which was cool. Uh, what did and, you use? Yeah, it was using the Mothership rig. Uh, so it was going in. Bass was the my Fujigen Jazz, um, then just wireless into the Mothership, which is the going into a Sans amp, then just. For that one, actually, I was just then straight into the E500, the dark glass head. Uh, and in there was actually the preset I built in the video, I think. Oh, OK. Oh, wait, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a special FGM one that I have saved. And uh, it's basically Ampeg 810 on the DI out um, and uh, just the the Leo base preamp in there and uh, the compressor and the vintage microtubes blend all the way up drive all the way down you know and yeah it was it's great pretty new strings on the fuji gen so it was quite snappy and punchy and didn't require that much drive on there to give it that punch um which is what i tend to add a little bit on if i want a bit more sparkle to get in the mix um but yeah no i was really really happy with it and it sounded great It's a good feeling, isn't it, when you play a show where the tone
1: sounds great and you know it sounds great and then that does a feedback loop of you play better because you sound better. 100%. And then because you sound better, you play better. 100%. And then then because you play better, you sound better. 100%. (laughs) Um, I had that that coincidentally uh, to a much smaller scale. I was just doing a bar gig a couple of weeks ago And I don't know why, but it's an amp that I'm very familiar with. I've used it at this bar a lot. I was playing my Music Man with really new strings, like new stainless steel strings. And then what I did was I turned on the preamp, the bass all the way up and the treble all the way down. And I had just... Because that amp is quite mid-range heavy anyway. And I just had this really nice mid-range heavy tone with loads of bass that sat underneath everything but still punched through so I could be yeah. heard super clearly but stepped on no one. And I was just ripping all night. And then uh, I was just ripping absolutely all night. And it's one the first times loads of people have come up to me and gone, bloody hell, you sounded good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. yes! What a feeling. Yeah. That is the best feeling. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, it, I didn't have any of that in mind, unfortunately. I didn't really speak to anyone after, to be honest. We did have one annoying thing happen, though. Oh, oh! Um, I love an annoying thing. Please, we did have technical difficulties at the start of our set. Um, uh, the guitarist uh, and and singer guitar just kept completely cutting out. Worked absolutely fine in sound check and everything. Uh, first song was a bit like oh, 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 it's in and out, and then he the second song in the set is "Drain You." I don't know if you're familiar when it basically starts with guitar and then immediate singing. There's like one note and then it's, it's singing and playing. And so he's, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be, if this is going to come out and I'm just going to start singing. So like I could, I could see it in his face. He was like, fuck, like this is not, this could go very badly. Yeah. Yeah. And he kept like trying to start and it, you know, was not, not doing well. It eventually just fixed itself. We spoke to the sound guy afterwards. Turns out. It was the following band backstage messing with their wirelesses. Oh, they were crossing the signals and cancelling it out. You Uh. never cross the streams. Ghostbusters taught us this. (laughs) Exactly. And it was so annoying Um, because that like ruined his night because he was like, I hate that. You know, don't want that to happen. Really, really annoying. But um... I'm
1: sure you handled it a lot better than I would have.
0: Do you know what I hate when in those moments when somebody then goes up to the mic, their brain panics and goes, oh, uh, does anyone anyone know any jokes? And then like the band is scrambling to try and then think of a joke. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I, I live for the awkward silence. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, not into that. No, that's fine. But anyway, let's, um, it was, it was very good overall. Loved it. Well, I'm Uh, glad you had a nice time thank you very much. were there a lot of people there yes it was a a, a packed tent oh uh, and it was lovely jubbly um i got up close and personal with the crowd at one point which was nice mm. a bit of uh coming off the stage and walking up the stage and, yeah cool very very nice time. indeed um let us move on to our first question <laughs> So, to ask questions on this very podcast, what you need to do is head over to our Instagram pages. So, at Johnny Dibble and at That Guy on Base for Chris, uh, and take a look out for our Instagram stories where you can submit questions to uh, the posts on there. Just like the lovely people that have done so today. Chris, have you got the first question there? I certainly do. Oh, oh ho ho.
1: How much difference does the kind of wood make in your bass tone?
0: The uh, It's a tricky one, this. It is a tricky one, because this this will divide people. Um, it's an, an age-old question, um, and it has a simple answer. Uh, Here we go. Uh, uh, Here comes the alienation. Uh, Half of your sus- well, subscribers I mean- <laughs> are about to unsubscribe. <laughs> I mean, I think... You're more clear-cut on it than I am. I'm very clear-cut on this. Yeah. Well, do you want to go first? Yeah, easy. Uh, Couldn't care less. (gasps) Oh!
1: I don't think it does. I think it does on instruments where there are no electronics involved. Mm. Acoustic guitar, uh, cello, double bass, these kind of things. Drums, obviously. Massive difference. Um, Our instruments, well, electric basses, of course, relies so much on electronics that I just don't think it makes enough of a difference to care that Mm. much about this personally. Neck maybe. I have noticed a difference where my instruments that have brighter woods, like maple, I have noticed they are they are snappier. I've definitely my dingwall and my stingray, when I play them, not plugged in, so when I play them just acoustic there is a significant more snap compared to, say, my Jazz Bass and my Godan. However, if I run my Godan through with flats through the rig that I run my Dingwall through, there is a difference, but it's not a huge difference. (laughs) It's more the playability is massive. Obviously, Dingwall versus P-Bass with flats obviously is a huge thing, but there's so many layers... So after the woods, you've got everything from the pickups, the strings, the preamp, the power amp, the cab sim, the distortion, the compression, the EQ. The, yeah. th- those things make so much bigger difference, I think, than just the woods in the bass, for me, to Kerr, personally.
0: 100%. So I, I totally agree. I think where, uh, and, you know, even when it comes to, like, maple versus rosewood or something like that, is that not something that could just be achieved with a bit of eq as well true like th- those small differences i think and i can hear the difference between rosewood and maple as an example like if you i've watched lots of videos of like back-to-back playing yeah i can hear a difference but in, no it, like it's useless useless information like because in a mix <laughs> or live doesn't matter cannot hear that one percent difference in a mix or live so why does it matter um i just don't think that one is necessarily always better sounding than the other i think mainly it's just down to i think aesthetics comes into it a lot with wood because obviously like you get some insane looking woods um and weight of course have an impact um and also for me when i'm looking at wood wink i think that the most important thing is resonance is that the note you can feel it vibrating through the bass and that sometimes if you don't get that like if it's if it's really cheap and you don't feel that then sometimes that can't translate through but sometimes you'll pick up a bass and be like oh yeah like i can really feel this through the body yeah and that's great um but again i i absolutely agree that the the features like strings and pickups and electronics and the bridge, you know, is having more an impact than than the wood itself, especially with bass.
1: Uh our dear dear friend our dear friend Andrew, AMP the bass player, has a brilliant TikTok video. Have you seen it? Oh, Have you looked no. it up? Oh okay. no, do
0: you know what? But I because I'm about to bring him up as well. Oh, okay.
1: Well I'll do mine first. Yeah. Uh, okay. he's I really hope he's listening. Uh he has a great TikTok voice. He's, like, green-screened himself in, as if he's in a gig in a crowd, you know, like, as if you're watching someone. And he's, like, leaning over, and he's, like, you know, like, shouting as if he's in the crowd. And he's saying, like, God, you know, this, this sounds really good tonight. The mix sounds great. But you know what? I really wish the bass player had a rosewood neck.
0: And it's so funny. <laughs> it's
1: so true as well. Like, just just fart sniffing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were doing last week on this podcast
1: absolutely absolutely, and no, I did not edit it out. I said <laughs> i wouldn't and I kept it in and i'm very proud of myself
0: sorry well um, Sorry. But there we but there we go yes i it's it's so true like you just can 't hear that difference it just doesn 't matter um I was going to say about Andrew um because he posted on his story today um or, or yesterday at time of recording um about a post from uh, the C the Chicago Music Exchange uh, their like bass Instagram page. Because there was this kind of strange looking jazz P bass that they put up by Batchy guitars? B-A-C-C-I guitars. I assume that's Batchy, mm. not,
1: not Backy. Um in, it, in mi- it might be that, but in a in over here
0: that's a very different word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hugo, Hugo, have you see my back here. <laughs> All right, got me backy, backy, back, me backy bass. Right over there with me filter guitar. Backy street boys. The roach guitar. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, So this one says that it's got tiny little, if you look closely, it looks like a bit chipboard because it's got tiny little chambers in it, which are made by the insect larvae of a wood-boring beetle, which give it a punchy, airy sound, making bassists like um michael from snarky puppy fall in love with it i mean have you That's such such bullshit really shut up <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm
1: happy to be proven wrong i am yeah, happy oh. to be proven wrong however i don't buy it for
0: one second no no 100 percent. it's hilarious but yeah that that's our take on it let us know yours furiously uh by reaching out to us on instagram please please do Um. Shall we move on to our next segment? I think we should. Lovely, lovely, lovely! It's time for the news. Um, you know we all love bass gear on this uh on this podcast, and it's it's about to get quite nerdy with some of this. I think Um, we're going to start off with some pedal news. Um, the lovely folks over at Origin Effects have brought out a new pedal, one for guitar and one for bass. It is based on the UA. 610 preamp for uh, a studio grade preamp and it's called the dcx tone shaper and drive pedal um i am very fortunate to to have one of these with me right now um and if you want to hear it you can obviously search for it on youtube uh or also head over to my instagram to hear my little demo of it Great sounding drive pedal. Great sounding drive pedal. It is kind of more vintage voiced, I'd say. Um, Quite a fuzzy sounding drive. It can do everything from that subtle um, overdrive to like, you know, more bombastic, but not like crazy modern sound. Um, It's definitely more of that kind of old school sound because they also recommend that you can use it as a it's not just a drive it's an eq as well so you can plug it straight into your interface and use it that way as well for more subtle drive and it adds like a chewy presence to a di sound which i don't really like like some people are just like yeah just take my clean di and uh, I i don't really like that i don't i don't personally like that sound um so this adds like a really really nice um Uh, subtle drive and tone shaping to that um that di which can make a massive difference i think um so yeah very cool it doesn't have a di out on it though that's the only weird thing about it so you can use it as a di but it doesn't have a di yes so you can go direct into your interface through a input jack but there's no di which is a bit odd
1: yeah, that is a bit okay. I mean, I'm sure it's great and not to nitpick on the one negative thing I've found about it. <laughs> but you would have thought if one of the features is you can use it as a DI to some extent, I
0: want that XLR out on the side. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest complaints I have about the HX stomp.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, you've only got those. Like, they are balanced though, so you can just run it into a passive DI. Yeah. And it yeah, is yeah, fine. You- However,
0: just an extra thing to get isn't it and just an extra pain if you just want one thing yeah true that's it yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um and there's a massive space on the side of the hx stomp where one could go i, mean, obviously I don't know what it looks like inside but it's like wow please yeah. <laughs> that would have been so good but there we go i suppose again it's that thing of it's a guitarist product as well so the bass di gets forgotten about but for the origin effects pedal like that's the base specific version so you know it would have been nice to have that but for for my purposes it doesn't really impact me so personally i'm fine with that but yeah it's it's a problem have you heard this pedal at all chris well i'm
1: gonna sound like a very bad fan of your youtube channel and tell you that no i have not heard it because i have not watched your video yet uh oh dear
0: Time of recording, I'm still editing the actual video now. It's just on my Instagram.
1: Oh, I don't I feel as bad either. now. Oh. Yay! It
0: shows how up-to-date I am with your content. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what.
0: Um, let's um, speak of the HX Stomp, I suppose. Um, there has been a new firmware update. Uh, of course, this, this news is only relevant to people that have own one or are looking to own one, I suppose. Um, it has now finally got an Aguilar tone hammer built in. Um, so great. It already had a different angular head. Um, but yeah, the tone hammer is the more iconic one, I think, or the one that everyone's familiar with and would want to see. And yeah, it it sounds good. I think the tone hammer characteristically is quite dead sounding. It's quite flat. Oh, okay. Um, but but powerful. Um. And you know, so that's why people really like it, because they that's just what they want and then they can shape around it. Um and it definitely delivers that. It's one of the better sounding uh bass amps in there, in my opinion. I would put it up there in my top three. Although I have been experimenting with some more vintage sounding ones recently. But yeah, it's cool. I am a big fan of it so far. So if you haven't done that yet, you've got your HX stomp and that's what you're after, go and update it now. Uh, and you can you can play with that yourself um I have a question for you, Chris. please do. Is
1: it Aguilar or Aguilar that's a really good question because i don't know either i've always called it Aguilar. I heard someone call it like Aguila or something no, like that no
0: no, yeah. i refused
1: I refuse if that's a, the name a guy I used to live with at uni genuinely until I well laughed at him. For Ibanez was pronounced Ibanez.
0: Oh wow! I thought
1: you were gonna say Ibanez, like some people. No, call Ibanez, it. Ibanez. And wow. I looked, I looked at him, and we'd been, we'd been roommates in a uni halls for less than an hour. And you know what I'm like. <laughs> I looked and went, what? Yeah, it was from down south. Um, and he said he, well. he brought with him. He had like one of the Satriani guitars. Which which I used to have and really liked, and he was like, "Yeah, it's Nabanya's Abanios Joe I was like, "Are you having a laugh? How can I thought he was going to be a non
0: musician who had just looked at it? Or no, something. no, no, he Not... had a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, mental. Wow, um, that's like that's like um, I refuse to accept that C E X is
1: called sex. Oh, I will. I, yeah, which is ironic because the people who work there don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that joke. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah, Kex. C E X. Yeah, I'm not calling mm. it sex. Shut no. up. Shut the front no door. No way. Uh, what's another one? Um well it's I've like the one. thing of GIF is meant to be JIF. It no. was always JIF. The all, the creator of GIF has said it's supposed to be JIF. And all of the world has just gone, Nah, GIF. No thanks.
0: No thank you. Exactly. Um also like do you remember those milkshakes? The fridge milkshakes? Oh With yeah, frugy. Fridgey. Fridgy, yeah. yeah. Always thought it was fridgy for years. No,pe that's a, that's a second J on the end. It's fridge, isn't it? Yeah, blew my mind. I will oh, say, I cool. like I like saying IKEA the correct way.
1: Uh-huh. It's not IKEA, it's IKEA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, is that just like the Swedish pronunciation? Well, it's Swedish, so I would argue the pronunciation is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> I accept that. Can't come here, bloody up, stealing
0: our jobs. Tell me, how to say IKEA. <laughs> Um, let's, (laughs) let's move on. Speaking of Scandinavian countries and Finland, where this next company is from. Very good. Well played. Yeah. Good. Good one, right?
1: I was just about to go into another tangent and mention the fact that I don't know any, I've never played an Aguilar amp. Ever. Well, even digitally, I've never tried them.
0: Chris, Chris, you've just totally undone my excellent segue, but you know know what? what? Fine. I'm going to go with your tangent. Um yes. And then I'll uh, let you say it again. I'll let you say it again and yes. okay. Okay. the listeners will forget by then and then I can go oh well, no, good because, tangent. No, because I'm going to talk to you about the tangent. Oh, um, please continue. Okay. Go I on. have not either. Only d- digitally. I've not actually played through a tone hammer or No, no, yeah, Did you not just have just an Aguilar amp? No. 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 I had a um I've had pedals. Oh. I had the aggro, which I didn't love um but i was on the hunt for a tone hammer oh, recently okay. um before getting the dark glass yeah that was my like stamp that i was after um there's a great video from the bass channel demoing the dark glass alpha omega through the tone hammer mm. sounds great sounds really good through that well the problem is everything that channel does sounds great
1: <laughs> yeah true very true I think say everything that pedal does sound. true I very regularly regarding that channel re-listen to the, they got someone to play all the bass parts to Unjustice for All and right. then remixed the album and it's just like mm. a live playthrough of the mm. whole album I listen to that a lot more than I'm willing to admit probably more than I listen to the actual Metallica album well they are big Metallica boys as so. am I I am big Metallica boy we should get them on at some point be yeah cool. we should get Metallica on yeah
0: yes yes <laughs> Um, it would just be me, right.
1: me screaming and crying for an hour, but yeah. uh Speaking
0: of screaming and crying, Dark Glass <laughs> have <laughs> updated their E500. Oh, I mentioned the E500 a minute ago. That would have been the better segue. In. Nah. Oh, whatever. Anyway, I like the one I did. um Updated the E500 new software for the Dark Glass suite to include two new octave pedals. Um. They sound great. I've done a demo of them, um, and yeah, they're cool. I think they track really well, and I have no issues with them. I'm not the biggest connoisseur when it comes to octave. Um, I've never had an OC2, Um, so I feel a bit underqualified to be like, yes, this one is very OC2-like, and this one is very much like this. They sounded quite similar to me. My only drawback of those ones is that I'd rather have one octave pedal and then like a fuzz because they mm. don't have a fuzz built in there at the minute, which they already have a physical fuzz pedal. So, so I'm there's idea. no fuzz in the E500. No. Oh, okay. There's Surprising. there's the chinchilla, which is the rats, which is yeah. like a fuzzy thing. It's a bit but, different. So they, they've got pedals that don't exist outside of it, but mm. they've got some pedals, real pedals that aren't in it. So I think that would that would be you know what I would like to see in it next. But but yeah, two new octave pedals. Hey. I guess more is better. More is if more. you got some more flavours. Yeah. It's called the Sublime and the Sublion, something like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, they're cool. Go and, ch- go and check out my demo if you want to uh, have a listen to those now. I was um, just
1: thinking then, wouldn't it be quite funny if, if, <laughs> if the E500 decided to bring the duality into the, the user interface but it was just like the actual pedal, so you had to click like a separate page to get onto the back panel of the pedal. <laughs> so it's like, to be super authentic, we've made it yeah. just as awkward as the real thing. 100%. You've funny. got to
0: like flip it round and undo all the screws on it. You got to, like, you've yeah. got to turn your phone over. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my God, I didn't add a screen on the back. Exactly. That would be yeah. quite
1: funny. Uh, no, I like the sound of these octave pedals. A big criticism I have, and it's actually not of the E500, it's of the Quad Cortex, yay, mm. is... I've noticed recently, in fact, we've just mentioned two of them, products such as the HX Stomp and the E500, which cost a third of the price. The E500's like about 800 Half the price. Mm. So of a quad cortex. And those two products are getting more updates in terms of base player stuff, in Mm. terms of like new amps, new effects, especially. And the Quad Cortex isn't getting anything like that, well, to the best of my knowledge, which is quite disappointing, really, as I think that product, as in the Quad Cortex, could really do with an Octaver, similar to what the E500 has got, something that's a bit more of an OC2 style of Octave. There is an Octave in the Quad Cortex. It's really good, but it's modelled after a POG. So it tracks... not for everyone. No, exactly. It's unreal on guitar like it sounds so good on guitar but i mean the tracking's the tracking is perfection like there is no problem with tracking i can play chords on bass and it will track perfectly you can put silly amounts again before the octave block and it will still track great it's a really good octaver however sounds too clinical on bass and Mm. i want that slightly synthy octave tone And I just don't think we're going to be getting it anytime soon. And that's quite frustrating because I could really do with that.
0: I think it's this interesting world that we're in in at the minute with, um, with digital stuff. It kind of reminds me of the video game industry as well, where games are released unfinished and like buggy as hell and require patch updates on day one to be even what? consumer was promised with the octavers in the e500 they were in the original launch or or in all the original demos it was like yes it's got it on it but it it wasn't very good so they took it out for the release oh. and then have tweaked it and, and now we release two yeah so i think there was one originally you they've, they've redone them and, and done. you're absolutely
1: you're absolutely right and that video game comparison is such a good analogy because i've recently been i've recently got into this youtuber that i found who does like critiques of games and a lot of the stuff he talks about because he used to be a games designer is he'll highlight what's broken in the building mm. of the video game you know things where it's like it can't consistently play at 60 frames per second or yeah. Textures loading in and out at the wrong times, and 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 like bits out of sync, and you know these kind of things, and it's really true. Like there's, you, you just mentioned the E500 as a good example. The Quad Cortex was absolutely murder for that. It's been out for over two years now. I think there's no desktop editor, which was something that was promised at launch. There was a another feature at launch where if you were the owner of the Neural DSP plugins you could port a digital version of that into the quad cortex and use that. So something like the the guitar amps, like the Corey Wong plug-in, for example, that is not a thing. They've delayed that constantly. I swear they mentioned that you would have access to things like a B7K-style distortion, an Alpha Omega-style distortion, an X7-style distortion... And at the moment, there's a bit, there's B3K and a vintage microtubes, and I can't get the vintage microtubes to sound good. I know people who can, but I just can't get along with it. I just think it sounds like crap. It's,
0: yeah,
1: it's cheeky it's, it's a, and
0: it's not okay. It's, it's basically when there's a deadline, and because they're like, oh, we can update it later. I'm sure it's not the attitude. Oh, we'll update it later. It's fine. Well, it might like, be. Uh, they can, especially in video games. You know, the crunch starts happening, and to avoid it, they get it out. And then they have to backtrack and 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 fix it uh, to get it out to get it to a playable state. Yeah. Um. And and, that, and that's a thing that obviously you don't get with um, physical analog, gear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Physical stuff that you know you can't. It's done. You can't do any updates digitally to it. Then so that's it has advantages because you can add more and more and more as you keep going. But it does have that potential for disadvantage on launch, I think, and um, which we have been seeing. Yeah. I, I still think the HX Stomp is one of the best on the market for that, for the updates, and, you know, you've got everything you'd need. And for the price, it's really good. Like, it's the cheapest of all of what we've discussed. If I didn't have a quad cortex,
1: I would probably have bought by now a HX Stomp or a slightly bigger HX Stomp. No, I probably would have bought a HX Stomp and then got the little thing where it adds two more buttons. Yeah, and done that because also the synth sounds in the HX Stomp and the filters are so much better than the Quad Cortex. I mean, there's yeah, no but... synth stuff in the Quad Cortex, but the there's like a moog and an envelope filter in the Quad Cortex, and I don't know if I'm just an idiot, but they're just
0: unusable to me, completely unusable. Yeah, and it's like say, you haven't got the desktop version; it's a bit more tricky, perhaps. Yeah. to like visualize that and the yeah. Um, uh, I, I think. With digital stuff, um, I think there's lots of pros and cons. And there's people are going to be on the, on each side of the fence, you know, shouting and raving about why theirs is the best. And I, and I, I, I see it from both sides as this all-powerful, you know, all-knowing being. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it when it's, when it's doing a good job. When it's good, it's great. I agree.
1: Know? I agree. When it's good, especially features that's like a, hey, you already bought this thing that comes with X, Y, Z. Mm. Here's a new thing for free, yeah, yeah, technically.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. love that. that's it's like a, you should pay monthly subscription. For, it's a free-to-play, free-to-play HX Stomp, But you pay monthly <laughs> for your battle pass. Oh, God. Yeah, every couple
1: of weeks, you can buy a random box that will open and give you a new effect. <laughs> Listen, developers, um, if you're planning on pitching that idea, don't. Please don't do that or I will go back to playing guitar.
0: oh, I've got some more G bucks, my guitar bucks. <laughs> oh, I've
1: bought some dark glass dollars.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't
1: no. because I you know what? I you can I bet they've I bet this idea is a thing. You know, I bet that's been pitched. Like a subscription based <laughs> model to stuff like that. And it's like, please don't do that. Just let it's me buy. Right
0: this is not the way I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yes, there's our advice. Please don't. Um, next bit of news, shall we move on to? Something um, that isn't
1: digital. Yes. Now, um, this
0: would be weird if it became digital, but anyway, go on. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. Ernie Ball um, have released some new sets of slinky flats. Um, I didn't know that they didn't already do these, or did I?
1: I also, I did
0: not know that they didn't do flats. Well, they, they've they done flats, but like, I guess in not in these gauges. So you can now get, um hang on i think it's 110 and a set of 105s in slinky flats from uh ernie ball mm. um it was announced at NAM apparently i just totally totally missed that but i suppose it's not very, it's not a sexy headline i'm going to get up the exact um all the exact gages cuz for some people they're going to be like yes finally they've done it but yeah news to me what are your kind of go to flats at the moment
1: I've got Didario Chromes on my Gordon, and they are a. I think they're a 45 to 100, I think. And I've had no complaints with the 100. I think it's just because the tension is higher. And I tend to play them in standard tuning, but I have gone down to D standard, Ooh. and it's been and that's fine. That's still, still good? Yeah, it's been perfectly fine. I've just, I've just got the truss rod and just tightened it a little bit so there's, the action comes back up again. Um Ooh. but I'm not an expert on flat wounds. I've only ever bought one set of flat wounds, and it's the ones I have on my godan. but these look pretty good again. The problem is I don't know what i'm I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know what would make a
0: good pair of flat wounds yeah i'm and if, that's the problem with flats because it's they're so expensive as well. It's like oh, it's a hard thing and not very exciting game to play, like trying to find the ones that work for you i've had ups and downs with them as well um i got flats on my guild starfire the minute and i don't know what they are because it came it came with the flats on them i haven't actually had a proper look um but the um these early balls they're cobalt flats uh so the the regular slinky ones are 45 to 105 so standard and then the power slinky short scales are 50 to 110 and some people that's the 110 one's actually going to be pretty good i think for some people that don't like the loose tension of short scale strings like for some people they're like oh i just want it to feel more like a longer scale base um but have the other added benefits of a short scale so that could potentially you know sort that issue out for some people But, but yeah you know It's good to have more options. Um, Shall we move on to the last piece of news? And it's a bit of naughty news. Let's do it. Let's be naughty. (laughs) Um, So uh, there has been a leak uh, of a new range coming out from Squire. It's happened before. Uh, The paranormal range is making a powerful return. Uh, I love the Paranormal range. It's kind of like they're similar to the Fender Parallel Universe range where it's like, it'll be like a, a jazz bass with a P bass pickup. Oh my God. Or like a, a strap with some P90s, you know, like all this, like a mashup of... Current guitars to make weird and wonderful combinations, and for some people, it's going to be like that is my dream guitar. I've always wanted a Jag, but with strap pickups in it. You know, it gives like those kind of combinations and really exciting things. And Squire is the perfect brand to do that kind of thing because it's a bit lower risk for Fender, I think. And yeah, I, I really love seeing uh, these kind of things. So there's been a load. There's load of guitars in this, but we're going to talk about the bass of course they uh have released the rascal bass um now i don't recognize that name at all um i don't know if it's an old thing they've brought back i don't think so it's essentially like a bass six body so an offset but not crazy looking body short scale passive bass with two like big mudbucker pickups and like a vintage mustang style bridge they're doing it in a sherwood green with matching headstock and a black one with a matching headstock uh i'm all o- I'm all over this <laughs> i'm all about this um, is this a bit of you this is a bit of bloody me mate um i the sherwood green one i saw it and was like yes Yes, I want to play it right now. It looks so good. I love the finish with like the mint pit guard as well. Oh, it looks so good. Um, I'd be interested to see what the quality of that toggle switch is like. Um, but the last paranormal series they did where they did a uh, it was like a telly bass jazz bass that I had, uh, was great. Quality of that was amazing. So I'm hoping that it's gonna be up there, like some more higher range stuff. But yeah. New short scale coming soon. Uh, don't know when it's dropping. Um, it was just a leak on their website, I believe. But, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. What are your thoughts? I quite like it, actually.
1: Um, the green is so much nicer
0: than the black, in my 100%. opinion. The black's okay, but the green shit's all over it. Definitely. I don't know why they... I feel like the black one, they should have done, like, a, a more interesting colour. Mm. Like, it's like in the similar kind of like dark metallic realm that that Sherwood Green is in.
1: I agree. Um, I don't really know. I don't have a lot of experience with the kind of like mud booker. Are they kind of like P-based pickups, but they're in a, like a bigger housing? Well, Because I'm just looking at where the, the parts are.
0: Well, that's what I'm looking at now as well, because, yeah, the the, the like magnet pole pieces are, it's not like four across, not like four in the middle of it. It is split like a P bass would be. So if it's like a double P, give me that PP, baby. So do not cut that out and put that anywhere else. That sound clip there. Jeez. It's going straight on my LinkedIn. <laughs> um, Yeah, uh, you know, I'm all about that. It, uh, it looks great. I think if it is that, brilliant. I think that would be better than two mudbuckers. I'm saying mudbuckers because it looks like that kind of wide, silver big humbuckers type thing but um i kind of hope they don't sound like mudbuckers because i I don't love that sound i think this you know i want to soak this in distortion and drive and like uh, you mean like you do with every short scale (laughs) yes exactly but like this one again giving me that vibe where I'm like yes come on you gotta get the bug man once you get the bug you will it will never leave you. once you go short scale pp you're never going back exactly short scale pps for life put that on a t-shirt
1: absolutely I think that's a great line to end this section on (laughs)
0: let's move on to our next question
1: Question two. I like this one. I think this is an interesting little discussion. Um, Any tips for musicians working on building up their social media profiles? Well, if you can
0: figure that out, you let us know. Yeah, right. Um, Great question. I think, you know, relevance to not only bass players, but, you know, wider discussion as well about social media. It's a game that we all play, that we're all trying to get on top of uh, to, 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 you know, learn what the algorithm wants, what it's doing, what it, what is good practice, et cetera. Um, so yeah, we, we push our socials on here all the time. So I think we know, know a little bit about what we're talking about, but I think it's just a good opportunity for us to share our experiences. I I think, um, because like I say, we're not, <laughs> we're not experts. We're not hundreds of thousands of subscribers and, and followers. So, you know, this is just from our, um, our bit of wisdom anyway my top tip is consistency uh and focusing your content i started to see only like real growth um when i just removed any kind of personal social element of my social media i made it just about base um so i used to post a lot of rabbit pictures or like things like that. And I would lose followers every single time I'd post like, Oh, it's a picture of me. Or like, here's a picture of this. I'll still do it. Sometimes, sometimes if it's like a big event or something, or like, you know, I don't ever exclude it totally, but week to week, I'm mainly just doing base focus content because that's what people are following me for. You got to think, why is someone going to follow me and why are they going to stick around? Mm. I think that's an important thing to think about. And that's where consistency comes into it. If you can have a consistent look and feel to your page, great. You know, if you can uh, try and do similar types of content moving forward, for instance, I found a big growth of mine i started doing every monday like a MyRig monday and where i get people to tag them in my posts and every week i post three of them i've seen big no i say i'd say big big for me um growth um since doing that because each post is getting like 700 to a thousand likes um, wow because it's just gear oh, people other people's gear and like then people share it and they're tagging me in it and people are posting just to be tagged in it you know and things like that so it's it's great and it you got to think about how it's also going to look on the explore page cuz I'll little uh, cheeky bit here I'll put the best looking one what I think will look the nicest on my feed at the start because If someone's on the explore you bit, that's all they're going to see. They're not going to see all the other ones. So you've got to think a lot about that. So it's the same as a thumbnail on YouTube, you know, that's the most important bit because that's the thing that people are going to see. Um, So yeah, consistency, I'd say also passes down to like, when you're posting as well. Like I try and try and post every day. Um, And obviously these platforms want you to post every day because They want to keep you on their platform and keep everyone engaged on their platform. If you're doing it like once a week or whatever, then no one's going to be interested. And sadly, with social media, it's now, 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 more, more, give me more. So you kind of have to play that game a little bit. Um, I'm sure there's more things I can think of um, as we continue this discussion. What's been your experience, Chris?
1: A lot of sadness. Rage, pain, uh, and a need to and a need for validation. Uh, anyway,
0: the, um,
1: I think you raised some really good, practical and realistic advice. There's a lot of stuff that you search for online where the advice they give you is just like so cookie cutter. It doesn't mean anything. I so I try to treat my Instagram as a business card now. So. Similarly to what you just said, I'm trying to post less stuff that is me, which is interesting because my I've always kind of seen my Instagram as it's just me, just that guy on base, you know, that kind of thing. But as I'm trying to take it a little bit more seriously is not the right word because I, I, I really try to not take social media seriously because if I take it seriously, I will jump off a roof uh because it it used to stress me out insanely like in my early 20s i fell into this like for about 6 months to a year i was obsessed with my appearance on social media like mm. to the point of vanity and it was like my entire worth as a person depended yeah. on how many likes my last post got which is yeah. very very unhealthy and if you're feeling like that with social media personally i think you should uninstall the app for a day or two and just leave it alone Because it's going to mess your head up. But anyway, from a base perspective, I think what you said was great. I'm also trying to follow that advice with different variations of success. Um, I would suggest try and find... I want to say find your niche. But that makes it sound a bit too much like a business thing. Which is not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say... Find something that that you like that maybe makes you a little bit more unique compared to the other people in your field, and maybe try and lean into that a little bit more. So for example, where I think I'm going is I'm really enjoying using my GoPro at my gigs. So I'm trying to use my Instagram as, one, a business card, and two, a form of documentation of what I what I get up to in my job. And that helps me because, one, it leads to more work because it makes me look busy. It shows the variation of what I do for my job. It makes me look good. All these kind of things shows what I'm up to. And then at the same time, it's content. So if I was just filming content that was only there for the sake of content, I think I would drive my head up the wall. I just don't think it would work for the way my brain ...is put together. But if I can be doing something else... ...and documenting it... ...and then using that for social media... ...it's kind of a two birds one stone approach... ...which kind of suits my well-being... ...a little bit better. So I'm kind of going to explore that niche of... ...I'm just documenting what I get up to. And if you like that... ...follow me. That's great. If you don't want to see that... ...that's fine. Because there's loads of other bass players... ...doing completely different things... ...that you might prefer. So for example... Johnny's page, you know. There's a lot less gear stuff on my page compared to yours because I don't have that influx of equipment going coming in and out. Kind of just use the same free bases for everything and that's fine. So I'm not going to try and compete with Johnny for that kind of thing because I just I, I'm not going to be able to beat you at that game because you're just doing it in a different way.
0: And the same vice versa where you are a working gigging musician so yeah, that is your that's your in. That's what people And that's what you want your business card to show. And I love that analogy almost of of using it that way because it's just your digital platform of someone wants to see what I'm doing. This is everything you need, like here. Um, I think, yeah, exactly. Because it almost makes you think as
1: a consumer of social media, it goes, right, let's pretend I'm not me or you. I would think, okay, so I want to see some reviews of a new base don't go on chris's account because you're not going to see that it's not there go go and look at johnny's account because you're going to see that new product or like you're never going to see me do a review of the dark glass e500 because i don't own it so don't have one whereas you do so go to johnny's page but then at the same time if you necessarily might be one want, want to look at something like i want to look at some stuff to do with like live based tone or i want to look at some performance stuff or These kind of things maybe don't go to Johnny's page because he doesn't gig as much as Chris. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different
0: niches within bass playing as a whole. So, like, and that's the thing. It's that niche that is, what's the hook? What do you want someone to come back to you for? Yes. Uh, And that's what it's all about. That's how you gain traction and following uh, in the long run because that's the thing you've got to look at. It's not just about viral content and, like, ah, this is going to be the biggest thing ever. You know, it depends what game you're playing and what you want to get out of it. And if you want to be known for gear and like, because like both of the ways that our social medias work suit our business models, if you like. Yeah. Putting air quotes around that, because I run a gear focused uh, YouTube channel and you're a gigging musician. So, of course, our social media is going to be totally different. Mm, And Uh, also,
1: when you mention viral that raised a really good point because people talk about, Oh, I want a post to go viral. I want this. I want that. I have had a post go viral and nothing happened. Yeah. Like my, I did a cover of sad, but true by Metallica and Metallica shared it on their Instagram story. The video has 144,000 views. Yeah. I got a hundred followers. That's it. I got a hundred new followers. It didn't lead to anything. It has not resulted in money in my pocket. It has not resulted in conversations with gear companies. It, is not, it has not furthered my career in any way, apart from the fact that I get to joke with people every now and again, like, oh, well, I had a post go viral. It doesn't mean anything. And you see a lot of things on TikTok about, here's how to hack the algorithm so your post gets loads of views. And it's like,
0: so? yeah and that's yeah it's so true because you're not you're not gaining anything in the long run no and that's what people that's the important thing it's gaining a fan base not just like we liked this one video um my favorite thing on tiktok is when you see someone's like done like this amazing video and it's done really well and you go on their page and everything else is dead or it's like the The second video, the one after that, has a lot, and it's just them going, "Oh my god, I didn't expect that to blow up!" Like, uh, you know,
1: people. Uh, I think people think they get a post, it goes viral, and then all of a sudden, all doors are open for them. Yeah. And I, that's not going to be the case. In my limited experience of things to do with brand relationships, they want to see consistency, and also, you know, I'm sure a gear company would rather see ten posts with five thousand views than one post with 50,000 views and the rest have like 200 views yeah. because it shows a consistent, reliable fan base. And hit. I don't particularly like the word fan anyway, but a consistent, reliable fan base that keeps coming back to an account and engages with the account. Also, I think a, a really good point that we never mentioned is, I don't know who asked this question. I don't know whether that's important or not, but what do you want out of social media? What do you actually want? Because what you want will result in very different advice. Like, you know, I'm trying to grow my social media essentially so it makes me look better as a session player. But which is funny because I'm fairly certain I have had no direct paid work from my social media. I use it as a business card and you know, I'm sure indirectly there's been conversations where someone has gone, Oh, um, we need a bass player, or hey, I'm looking for a bass player. Do you know anyone? Oh yeah, my mate Chris. Oh yeah, have you got any videos? Yeah, just go on his Instagram and have a look. I'm sure that's happened, but I have never done a reel of me playing a song, and then someone has DM'd me going, Hey, I saw your reel. Can I hire you for this? That's never happened for me. Personally, I'm not saying that's not happened for anyone. I'm really hoping that happens because I want someone like Paramore to ring me or, um, heck, Robbie Williams or something like that, that would lead to a great thing for me. But that's, it, I think it's all about what you want out of social media. And if you don't want your social media to be like a work thing, or like with me and Johnny, it, it's part of our jobs. We need to post on social media because what you see on social media is is directly related to our work. But if you don't want that, my advice would be just don't do it personally because it's a lot of work. It can be very stressful. I would still say that I don't have a healthy relationship with social media. I have to very, very regularly uninstall social media apps off my phone because I have ADHD, which basically means if I open TikTok, I lose half an hour. By yeah. default, and I don't want that all the time, so I have to uninstall those apps off my phone. I play the comparison game in my head. I
0: overthink content. Is this good enough? Is this not good enough? My my mood will go boom down straight away if I see something. Almost like I used to get it out of jealousy, like something really good for me someone too. Else. I'd be like oh no, no, and like that's such a backwards way of seeing, yeah, and such a stupid way of seeing it, um, but in your head you're like oh that's not me yeah i
1: could not agree more i have i have friends who are doing very well in their chosen fields and they are posting about it on social media people who work in the music industry and for a very long time and i mean maybe from mid-teens to about six months ago there would be no positive emotions around seeing those people doing well it would like i've got friends who play in very successful bands or they play in the cover circuit and they're doing very very well, or they post on social media for things like branding and stuff like that, and they're doing very very well. Like it would be easy for me, for example, Johnny, to look at the stuff that you get for you to do, you know, to review for your YouTube channel. It'd be very easy for me to look at that and go, oh well, why 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 are they not emailing me? Why am I not doing these re- reviews? Why am I not getting, you know, why am I not getting sent a pedal to review and? I mean, the simple answer for that is, is because I don't post that kind of content. I have not built up a reputation as someone who can create good quality review content for a brand. And you have done that. But then also, why does it, why does that response have to be negative? It shouldn't be a negative response. That's an unhealthy
0: response. Yeah, to those it's un- kind of things. Exactly. It's unhealthy and it's, it's unfair. Almost. You can't win. And it's it's you, just all about yourself. Yeah. And if you play the comparison game, you will lose every time. Mm, definitely. And that's something because exactly, I, w- I went through a very unhealthy stage of doing that, especially when in a band, like, yeah, like, oh, that band, you know, like, why are they doing well? Ooh, you know, like, it's so stupid, stupid, stupid. So you need to remove that element of it um, and think about what it is you want. And you need to remember as well that
1: you, as a consumer of my Instagram channel, you only see what I want you to see. You don't see the bits where I'm upset. You don't see the bits where I'm stressed. You don't see the bits where you don't see what I don't want you to post. And with the band comparison, it's like I've been in bands where what you see on social media makes it look like Well, it makes it look like something you would actively be jealous of. You know, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're having these conversations. Chris has just got this equipment for free. Yeah, 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 yeah. But behind the surface, it was a horrible environment where no one got along, and it was not a fun environment. And then I'm quite lucky now where the bands I play for, I've chosen to play with those bands because of the environment I'm working with. Like, Kim's band is great we all get along really well we're all friends outside of the band and we all get along really well that's more important fundamentally and then what you see online like the cool pictures and the gig announcements and stuff that's like a bonus but you you only see that good side of social media because that person has decided you can look into
0: it no one's live streaming 24 7 no exactly and it's picking and choosing and, and making things better better than they appear to be and that's what social media is and that's why it's very unhealthy for a lot of people to to set these expectations so resetting the standard of what your life should be like you know based on what someone else has decided that you can see yeah like no one sees me spending two
1: days learning a wedding set and then driving a five-hour round trip to play the wedding they don't see you know being really tired they don't see you know, being concerned about money because it's freelance work, which means you lose as much work as you gain, all these kind of things. You don't see that side because I don't want you to see it. I want you to think I'm really good at this. And it's probably the same no one sees how long
0: it takes you to edit a video. No one bloody wants to see that. It'd be all, all, all weak, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's or ridiculous. exactly,
1: or something to do with, like, maybe you've accidentally shot something at the wrong white balance or the wrong frame rate or... yeah. You've shot with two different cameras and then gone, oh, God, like they're, they're both at completely different resolutions. Yeah, You're yeah. like, right, I'm going to have to do some magic tricks now to make this look okay, and it'll be frustrating. Or I've recorded stuff and then only realized after I've put everything away, why Why does that sound like crap and it's out of time? Because I've done yeah. something wrong on the way yeah. in.
0: Do you remember
1: our first ever podcast? Oh, it we, all went wrong, and we had to Yeah, we had to do it again the day after. Did it again? it yeah. yeah,
0: but people didn't know that. Yeah, uh, do we do now. Said it? I can't remember, but but yeah. So it I was think we I think things we things like did that. give it away. But yeah, it's
1: like you know, if we chose not to give that information away, you would think, oh, yay, happy days, blah blah blah. Or for example, people don't see the editing that I do with this podcast when we're done. It takes about two hours to edit this podcast. They
0: bloody hear it though.
1: <laughs> Nothing but flames. Listen to that. Yeah, it takes about two hours to edit this podcast. Yeah, and I'm quick at podcast editing. You know, it, if I was a lot slower, this could take four hours to do yeah you know, that, that's i do that because i love it you know we're not we're not earning the big bucks yet johnny not even the small to medium bucks <laughs> exactly so if you'd
0: like to donate to <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe one day who knows maybe one um, day that that was almost a big base debate you know that was a good one that was you a like good that. one um i hope that advice uh was helpful it's not all doom and gloom it's not you all doom and gloom that. It is, you know, it can be a good and powerful thing and to share happiness and and Yes, I was going to say the last point is I would say if you're going to do social
1: media and you want to grow, if you want to grow your social media, make sure it's for a good reason. Don't just do it because it's like, I want more followers because ultimately that's not going to be fulfilling enough and you're going to give up. And then also just
0: always do it from a positive environment. hundred percent, my friend. Shall we move on to the next segment? Yes. Lovely, lovely, lovely. It's now time for one of my favourite segments. It's called That Tone You Own. Each week, one of us brings along a tone that we have been enjoying, working on recently, or just want to share because it's a great sound. Um, Chris Horrocks uh, of In The Pocket podcast fame I'm uh, <laughs> not, not re- reducing you just to that. Um, you can if you want. <laughs> has brought along a rather tasty tone today. Um, do you want to set it up before we knock it out of the park? I will set it up so we can
1: knock it out of the park. Mr Jonathan Dibble, this is my live bass tone for Kim Jennett. Let's have a listen.
0: I'll give the audience three guesses as to what that bass is, okay? Guess number one. No, wrong. Guess number two. No, no, you're wrong, too fast. Guess number three. Yes! Yes, you're right. It was a P bass with flats.
1: Oh <laughs> I was waiting for you to go. You're right.
0: It's a short scale fender Mustang oh, God, with the tone rolled it. off. Damn it. That would have been much better. Let's do it again. <laughs> no. Um guessing that's a dingwall. It it absolutely is a Dingwall. What did you expect? Sounds uh, bloody fantastic. Um, can you talk us through the signal chain? Is this quad cortex? It is all quad cortex with zero processing outside
1: of the quad cortex. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to start by saying what you're hearing, I would say is all Dingwall. Like, I know there's distortion and that sort of stuff, and that obviously is a big part of the tone, but the DI of my dingwall it sounds so much like what you're hearing anyway. It's got such a really great characteristic for that kind of playing. Mm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna state a controversial opinion. Well it's oh. not controversial because I think it's true. There's a lot of bass players who like to knock dingwalls and say, Oh my five string whatever is just as good. You know, my jazz bass with a five string sounds just as good as your dingwall. No it doesn't.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't.
1: That thirty seven inch B string is unbelievable. Because the simple reason I I know a lot of bass players go, Oh, I pick really hard. And I'm sure you do. But I pick really hard. <laughs> like really, really, really hard. People can hear me picking on stage. Wow. It's you get, it's not great. A lot of nosebleeds from that. Exactly. It's it's a gift and a curse, but for this kind of music, being able to absolutely batter a bass is um is is a positive and batter it consistently for an hour. And the dingwall can handle it. I've played a lot of five strings tuned down to B standards or drop B and drop A and I have to be very careful with my picking. You know, where 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 is my picking hand placement? How am I holding the pick? Am I picking too hard? Really thinking about it and making sure you deliver a good sound to be mixed in. Mm. Don't have to do that with
0: a dingwall, you can just absolutely whack it and it sounds yeah, great. For- for the genres of music, nine times out of ten that you're playing as well, like you 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 want to be whacking it, yeah, you want and, that yeah, and
1: even more so live because I'm whacking it even more so on stage because I'm just I'm just enjoying the performance. But yes, the tone, Dingwall, it's an NG2, which is the two pickup model. I'm running that in parallel, so it's kind of like a Music Man kind of pickup. I have engaged the preamp, which is the Dark Glass preamp. But all the controls are set at neutral. So it's just kind of like the the character of the preamp has come through. Mm. I tended to notice it just gave a bit more pick attack, which is quite nice. Then we go into the quad cortex. Bit of compression. And then I've split the signal with like a crossover. So you've got, I think it's 400 hertz it's set to. So everything below 400 hertz is running into a capture of a dark glass Adam clean DI. Which I stole off Uncle Eric, so that's okay. good too. So we've got that, and then everything above the 400 hertz is running into um, a dark glass B3K, so distortion pedal, mm-hmm. and then I don't think there's any other EQ being done, and then it meets the front of the amp, which is just um, which is just the Ampeg SVT inside the, the the Quad Cortex. It's not a capture; it's just the digital amp, and I think I'm running everything at noon so no changes to the amp settings that's the sound of a good sounding oh definitely definitely the bright switch is on and the deep switch is on so it's a lot more scooped than whether it would Mm -hmm. be off 8x10 cab sim and then i think there's some compression at the end i think can't remember and then that's just going straight into logic where i did no eq and no compression so the whole point is when I get to a gig and I plug the XLR out into the stage box, that is what the front of house engineer
0: hears. And I'm yeah. hoping that should be fine. Excellent. Well, I would be very happy that if I was receiving that tone. Um, sounds great. It's, it's, I was surprised because I was like, oh, that's definitely the Alpha Omega because it sounds that kind of really saturated, but lots of low ends and mm. it's not losing any of that. Um, And yeah, but but it's not it's B3K, which is kind of like on that upper register. Yeah. So I think you're doing a great job at not affecting the low end mm. on that to make it really retain that. Sounds well, I great. was
1: trying to basically replicate like an an X7 or an X Ultra style of distortion. Which mm. I, the re, the main reason I wanted that was I was thinking of live, so I want a nice consistent low end which is not being interfered by turning the distortion on and off. Yeah. That will sit nicely with the kick drum because I think I'm scooping Yeah, oh yeah, at the end of the chain, there's a high and low pass filter which is taking everything below um I think it's 80 hertz. It's it's sloping everything off under that, which live, it don't really need to have that. It's just gonna get in the way of the kick drum. It might make you too subby through a PA. So I'm just experimenting with the right number, but 80 seems to be quite good at the moment. And then I think it kind of rolls off by about 4K, something that kind of range. It's not too bright because I, to be, I want to be doing a good job in the low-end department and then complementing the guitars. Yeah. I don't want to be too bright because then we'll have what we spoke about in previous episodes where they're just going to turn me down. They're not going to roll it off. They're going to turn me off. So, And I want to be turned on at all times. Yeah, baby. But yeah, I'm glad
0: you like it. I'm sure everybody else did as well thank you so much i hope so too let us move on to our final segment
1: it's time for the big bass debate oh boy i've missed this we haven't done this for is it only one episode we didn't do it or did we do it for more Big,
0: what? Big Bass Debate? Yeah, we
1: didn't do it last week's episode, because we had the Nam special.
0: Yes, but that was it, I think. Every other other episode.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The week before, we didn't do a tone. That's right. That's what it was. Okay, cool. Well, Jonathan Dibble. Hello. I mean, I'm assuming you know, because you told me about this debate, so it's not really a, did you know? But, the Big Bass Debate topic for this week is, did you hear that Joe Dart, Joe Dart... And Jack Stratton got some of their basses and guitars stolen. What? Which isn't the thing. I did we'll... not know that. I did not know that either until you told me about an hour ago.
0: In fact, I've got all of it right here. ha <laughs> <laughs>
1: <No, laughs> Dr. Um... <laughs> Evil. <laughs> so, if yours got stolen, what would you buy? Ooh, great question. And I want to set some ground rules for this. Now I know they've said base is plural, and then it was if ours got stolen, what would you buy? Mm. Do we want to do it where you can only buy one base, but then we have to go into the debate of it's got to be like a jack of all trades
0: base, which we've kind of spoken about before. I think let's let's do it like this. I think there's a gig tonight. Okay. You have got X amount of money. You need to buy some stuff for this. What you okay.
1: Well, this is just. This is just basses, So would we need to account a pedal?
0: We can if you want, just for the sake yeah, of the exercise. I think so. I think it's like right. If all your gear is gone, because I've had that, I've had that thought where I'm like, well, if I didn't have this p base, I didn't have that. You know, mm. i you know, maybe I'd get something like that or just try it out. You know, as an excuse. Um, okay, right. How about this for a scenario? All your
1: gear has been stolen. Let's pretend you've still got an amp. Let's just because then we have to go into an extra layer of problems. Let's say all oh, your guitars were stolen for whatever reason. Let's pretend you, your guitars and your pedalboard were in um, your lockup, and that got broken into. You, but your amp was at home, so you've still got your amp, and the only thing you can do is on the way to your gig there is a PMT or an or Andertons or some sort of, let's say, let's say a big chain music shop, you know, they're kind of going to have well, maybe one of everything. Hmm. What do you buy to get you through the gig? Now, next question. What is the gig? Do we want, where it's are, are we doing it where you've got to get through your Nirvana gig? Because we can do that if you want. Or have I got to get through a covers gig? Maybe a covers
0: gig would be a good example. Yeah. Okay. We'll just do it based on your personal okay. experience. That'll breed different answers. <laughs> See what I did there, Nirvana breed. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. This is quite. This is quite easy for me. Mm, this is. This is. This is tougher than I is it really? That's, well, I'm gonna have to give myself a bit more time to think. So you go for yours first.
1: Okay, so if I had to run to, let's say the, the PMT in Manchester to buy a base and enough pedals stuff to get me through a wedding for my gig. Mm. Let's pretend the amp is just a boring clean amp. It doesn't have any bells and whistles. I know my dark glass amp, which I do use for weddings, which is hilarious, has um, a compressor and a really great EQ. So I don't need a compressor because that's got a compressor. But let's pretend you don't have that. I would quite simply run in, I would buy a Squire Jazz Bass, four string, unless unless it was something where I needed a five. Mm. And then I would buy any tuner Korg Pitch Black, TC Electronic Tuner, Boss TU3, just any tuner that's okay. I might not, I probably wouldn't buy like a Korg, like a Mua one or a really cheap one because I want, it needs to work. So I'd probably buy a Boss one because they're like, what, 100 quid? Less. Than Less. Than that? Something like that. And then I would probably just buy a Sansamp Ooh. Or some sort of okay preamp. I mean, if they had that bad water thing. That that's amazing. I, I kind of really want one of those.
0: Yeah, they sound great.
1: Yeah, just something where I've got a little bit of EQ control. Maybe it's got a distortion I can turn on and off, but mainly like a preamp with a bit of EQ just to shape things a bit. And let's pretend there's no amp and I've got to go straight into the PA. I would buy a preamp like a Sans amp. Sans amp, Squire jazz bass, run out the door. Nice. That, I, I, could, I struggle to think of any gig that I have done this year or have upcoming this year that i couldn't do with just that the only exception would be say if i had a gig with kim because i need a five string for that but then if i was absolutely snookered i would just buy any five string bass and i would just have to get through it that way for me oh and the jazz bass would be passive oh yes yes
0: yes that's a gibbon gibbon (laughs) that's That's a a gibbon. gibbon Oh, boy! that's a gibbon! Um great choices. I think the jazz bass is very versatile as well, so you can do whatever with that for me it's quite similar, and I would spend my money probably more in the pedal department than the bass, I think um which is ironic because the bass is my my favorite part, but I know you can get a lot of very good gear for three to five hundred pounds um so I would also i am torn a little bit here i would be almost tempted to go gnl so i might be tempted to get the lb 100 now i'm saying this i haven't tried the tribute lb 100 but if i was in this position i would be very tempted to get one because i'm like i want to try this um they do it in like an emerald blue like a lake placid kind of sparkly blue with a red taut pit guard blocking these i i know i'd want like a P base. Um, Because I I know it's going to suit whatever I need, really, for what I'm doing. Um, And uh, do you know what? I I could, if the amp's intact. If I was to be like, right, I just want a drive pedal and something that's kind of an all-in-one, I would almost be tempted to get the Tech 21 Doug Pinnock Signature pedal. Have you heard this pedal? I think I have, actually. So I reviewed it very early on in the channel. Um and it's very clanky. Like proper. Yeah, I've heard it, yeah. It sounded it sounded great in the video I watched. Yeah. It was my video, wasn't it? Wasn't it Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was your video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It Brilliant. was great, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, 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 yeah. good. Um cool. Yeah, no, I think they they're fantastic sounding and you never see them up for sale anymore. Like people are holding on to them. Um and it's got a compressor, like the cle you can have it clean. Um, and it's got a tuner built in as well. So I'd be almost tempted to get one of those um, because it kind of offers everything that I want in one pedal. I don't think it does everything perfectly. Like I don't really like the compress that much on it. The pr- clean preamp is like, the drive is where it really shines. But I would be tempted to pick that up as like, right, rig needs a refresh. Let's finally get my hands on one of those now because I had one for like a week when I had it before, because I was just borrowing off someone, Um, because they are like 350 quid. Um, And for something that's just a drive, I'm like, oh, Oh, I would just use it as a drive. That's quite a lot of money. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm kind of leaning at the moment. It would definitely be a base, probably... um, probably a 60s classic vibe, like i had before or the 40th anniversary like i've got now i'd essentially just replace what i've got now because i i love that p base um but if i was to go down the squire route but gee now i feel like it would be an exciting opportunity to try out the lb 100 because uh, that's one i haven't tried out yet so i think that would be my answer
1: Hmm, i think if the if the shop that i ran into had everything i would probably grab some sort of Sire base. Most mm. likely, I won the Sire Jazz bases. I was just kind of assuming what like a PMT would have, and they don't carry Sire basses, obviously. So
0: that's why I went down the Squire route. But Andertons do. Ah, Andertons, well, let's maybe. pretend it was Andertons then. In that case, yeah, I think I would. Yeah, that's a really good one actually. Like the, I'd maybe, oh yeah, maybe get a P five R, the new Rosewood ones. Mm. Um, those are really smart. Um, and like lots of really nice. The natural finish one is beautiful that one um so yeah I'd, I'd be tempted by that as well you mm. might have swayed swayed my mm. brain a little bit there
1: i don't think we've really debated this uh this one. <laughs> no it's gone cheap bass that plays good decent pedal that does everything yeah done
0: bosh um yes <laughs> and both tech 21s
1: funnily enough um, yeah I think, um, despite myself not owning anything by Tech Twenty One, and also not being a particularly big fan of the Tech Twenty One emulation inside the Quad Cortex, but I don't no. think that's their fault. I just don't think it's very good.
0: No, well, I think exactly the same about the the Line Six one. I yeah, think it's a very specific thing the Amp gives that that weirdly isn't people struggle to emulate a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, let us know what your uh if you had to just go out and rebuy everything what would you uh what would you go and get because uh I think it's quite an interesting question of well what is your panic buy go to you know for things if you if you really needed to go and get something that's gonna see you through. So yeah. Um if you want to ask questions on this podcast, like we said earlier on, head over and follow us both on Instagram at uh Johnny and, and at that guy on base. Um Make sure you look out on our stories to submit questions for this very podcast, like all the lovely people that did so today. Thank you so much. I want to give a shout out to people that ask questions, actually, um, because I'm never like, oh, no, like rubbish questions this week. Can't got to dive into the bank for this one. They're always really, really good. And, yeah, really thank you so much to everyone that uh, submits them in. So uh, good job, everyone. Keep them coming. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a bass player friend to to check out this podcast um you know, bring more into the vault um and to give it a five star review on your podcast listening platform of choice. Thank you so much to everyone that has done so already. It really helps something to do with algorithms and all that jazz so thank you so much um anything extra from you, Chris, that you wanna add on the end?
1: No, I can't think of anything as always. you have covered it. So much more thoroughly and detailed than I ever could possibly
0: imagine. Wow, wow. Big words, big words from a lovely guy. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. See you next time. Ta-ta.